0: Grace and peace and welcome to today's uh, show show. Uh, podcast episode today begins with yesterday, giving you a lot of information about the early culture of family in the first century. And I want to focus a little bit on that again today as we're building uh, the three apps that we've been focusing on over and over again, which is faith, family, and finances. As we've been focusing on that, we was trying to get some cultural context to how the early church in the first century and giving some things that I think that when we just pick up scripture and start reading, we miss the contextual understanding of what's going on uh, in scripture and what's happening because we try to relate it to our day and time. And so we read into the scripture modern concepts that may not be there, we can apply our modern concepts later. But first, we have to get the interpretation before we get the application. I mentioned yesterday uh, the Greek word for family in the New Testament is the word "orcus." And in that word, we find, and he's mentioned over a 100 times in the New Testament, and um, we, we mentioned the fact that it refers to a household, to a household. Let me just sum up again from yesterday that there was an intermingling or intermingling of four different cultural influences that were happening in the first century at the time that Christianity emerged we were in what we call a, a mixed culture of the greco roman world, because a lot of the culture was still Greek, from Alexander the Greek having conquered uh, the known world many centuries before, and then Rome now emerging as a word power and establishing itself with uh, Latin culture. So in the first century, in this small mix of what's happening, we had the common people speaking Arabic because when they came back out of captivity, many of them who were born in captivity learned the language of their captors. And so they, in turn, began to speak the language of their captors. And then Hebrew at this time in the first century was only being used in the synagogue and in the temple. So it was used for religious purposes. All cont- uh, uh, contending purposes, most Jews were even speaking Arabic or they were speaking Greek. And so those that were in the uh, region, Galilee, uh, Nazareth, Bethlehem, Jerusalem, most of them were primarily speaking Arabic. And then Greek was the language of business because when Alexander conquered all of the known world, he made the whole world learn his language. And so he made a common language that was called Koine. Greek. The interesting uh, thing about this particular language is that he coined a language that was only subject to one interpretation, many applications. That happened to be the language that the New Testament was written in. It was written primarily in that language because of the language of, of business. Most everyone in the whole known world at that time, particularly just about New Greek, if you travel by sea or by land, you always ran into Greek-speaking people. That was because centuries before, Alexander made the lone world learn his language. Instead of learning the language of the peoples that he conquered, he made them learn his language. So we see something interesting about this family concept. But I wanna draw attention to something that's very powerful that we need to talk about in terms of this, warfare, worship, and the weather. What does all that have to do with anything? I just want to give you a preview of it right now, because we're going to be talking about that as we get to the the conclusion of these S, faith, family, and finance. We're going to deal with this whole idea of warfare, worship, and the weather. Yeah, brings us to quite a few things in terms of our Eschatology and the study of end times and things will be going. But when we examine the life of the average family in the first century, we have to understand the time period. We have to understand the context. We got to get insight into the culture of this particular family. As I mentioned yesterday, the modern Western culture, the word family, Typically signifies a nuclear group of peoples who reside together and are related either by blood or adoption. That's not the concept of the first century. There is no Greek or Latin word specifically denotes a nuclear family, what we may call that. But as I said yesterday, the Greek primary Greek word for describing family in the context of what. We see as the culture and what the New Testament was written in is the Greek term orcus. Uh, it holds the sense of homestead wherein people are living together for a common purpose. Uh, you know, in our family concepts, you might have everybody doing their own thing, even though they live in the same household. But in the context of a household of the first century, everybody served one particular purpose. And that's how it, uh, so all the units of per, uh, pe- people involved in the household, including servants, working and living together under the leadership of the head of the household. That's just how society was done, whether we're talking about the Roman society, we're talking about the um, Greek society, or we're talking about the Jewish society, or later an emerging Christian society. There was There's really an understanding of historical concept of the father. And I want to um, point this out here because it's so important because we talk about God as being father. Let's talk about the cultural context of father. So the term Orcus is vital to understanding this concept of family, but it's also important to understand the concept of father and the function of kinsman systems, genealogies, and creating structures within the family. So as we see the systems and things on, the questions of origin becomes a question of social control.
1: The individual
0: is considered first and foremost a part of a family, not only of a small nuclear family, but of a lineage. Family is the main source, listen, in the world that, that We are writing in terms of the New Testament writings that we see. Family is the main source of honor. And subsequently, it becomes important to uphold the family honor. To behave according to the family's honor is so important to the structure of family. Whether we're talking about the Roman culture of family, the Jewish culture of family, um, this whole idea of family plays an important role. The Roman family was a type of cradle for the state the goal of the household was a whole idea of putting on or advancing the Roman Empire. And household life was often constructed for that purpose. It was patriotic. So the family in Rome was very patriotic, very systematic. And very few people really understand that Rome was both a city and an empire. So the empire was known as Rome, and the capital of that empire was a city that was also known as Rome. So in the Greco-Roman culture that we did, children was viewed as an investment for the future. Uh, uh, So we see in, in material and immaterial ways, Romans largely viewed children as an asset, something to be used for a purpose. If it served no purpose, they got rid of it. And so it was a purpose. The Greco-Roman view toward children may have contributed to the development of certain Roman adoptive principles, and we'll talk about that later in terms of the concept of adoption. There was no adoption law in Jewish family life, but in the Roman family life, there was adoption laws, and many who were adopted into a Roman family had all the rights of sonship. It is in this context that Paul writes in Romans he writes in Colossians, he he writes in Ephesians to this concept of understanding the spirit of adoption that Gentiles have to come into the Jewish faith and that they have been adopted with full rights of sonship into the Jewish faith. We're going to look at it more clearly as we develop this during the week, but we're going to see how all this developed in this historical concept look at Jewish families in early Greco-Roman culture uh, and see in turn how they affected Christian values and customs, many of what we see as Christian values and culture was derived from the Jewish faith. So while Greco-Roman culture valued activities and practices that benefited the familia that's a, a Latin term for Uh, father in the family, Jewish family lies centered on the Jewish faith and expression. uh, Contrary to popular belief, the Jewish household did not uh, center around so much the patriarch as it did the faith. That's why it's important to see faith, family, and finance. Because as we see this faith structure, Jewish faith was important. The propagation of sharing the faith from one generation to another, and take that strong area down within the faith. We're going to view this over and over again as we get into some aspects of family and how we all come together, and how this rate right from the biblical standpoint, and how we have perverted it from a secular standpoint. And so we keep trying to blend the secular and the spiritual together when it Really, no blending There's a separation. What's secular is secular, what's spiritual is spiritual. And so when we keep trying to marry them, that's when we have a problem. Because the Lord said to us, to love not the world, leave the things that are in the world. We cannot blend secularism with the sacred. And we cannot pollute the sacred with the secularism when oh, we have a problem. And that is the last word for the day.